Welcome to Cancer Out Loud, the Cancer Care Podcast, a show featuring conversations with people living with cancer, caregivers, loved ones, and the bereaved. This is a special mini-series hosted by Cancer Care Social Workers with a focus on how the coronavirus, or COVID-19, has impacted the cancer community. This five-part mini-series will touch on coping tools and techniques to manage feelings of stress and anxiety, helpful ways to talk to children about the coronavirus, how to cope with social distancing, and more. Thank you for joining. This is Cancer Out Loud. Welcome to Cancer Out Loud, the Cancer Care Podcast. My name is Sarah, and I'm the Social Work Senior Program Director at Cancer Care and an Oncology Social Worker. Hi, everyone. My name is Lauren, and I am the Woman and Children's Program Coordinator at Cancer Care and an Oncology Social Worker. Thanks so much for joining us, Lauren. We all know that it's been a hectic few weeks here in New York City since the COVID-19 pandemic has hit. So we'd like to take some time today to address how to talk to your children about the coronavirus. At Cancer Care, Lauren and I both work with children, teens, and families who've been impacted by cancer. So we understand that it can be very difficult to talk about the pandemic in a way that your children will understand. Why don't we start there, Sarah? How do you explain COVID to children? Where do you even start? The first thing to keep in mind is that you'll want to be honest with children. It's important to remember that age is a factor that will contribute to their ability to understand. So for example, for younger children, keep it simple. For older children, you may want to provide more information so that they'll understand the importance of social distancing. This means explaining why they are unable to attend school-related activities or spend time with friends like they're used to. Right, that's a good point. Younger children process information differently than older children. What about their access to the news? Since children and teens are engaging in distance learning, they may have increased access to social media and news outlets. Honestly, it's a good idea to limit their access to the news. And this really goes for parents too. Constant news updates, notifications, and daunting information can increase feelings of anxiety, especially in kids. So my suggestion for parents would be engage with your children about how they're feeling and then encourage them to ask questions. It's better for them to get their information from an adult that they trust rather than turning to Google or even friends who may not have all the information. Mm -hmm. I know how hard it can be to turn off the news because we want to stay informed, but there could be a point at which it's best to step away. We've heard from parents that they are concerned about not having answers for their children or that they themselves are having a hard time coping. What can parents do in this case? Honestly, no one's going to have all the answers. Anxiety, especially now, is normal. Naming the feeling and bringing it outside of yourself can help reduce its influence. This can be the same for kids. Even when you don't have the answer or you're feeling anxious, do your best to model good self-care and coping techniques. This means taking care of your own health, like reinforcing healthy habits, hand washing, eating well and exercising, and practicing self-care so that you have the emotional bandwidth to respond to your child's emotional responses. This will also show them how to cope with stress in a healthy way. You make it sound easy. Can we discuss some ways to help validate anxiety or frustration in children? I know that this is much easier said than done, so let's role play and work through some examples together. I'll be the parent and you be the child. Okay, sounds good. What would you say in response to this? I'm scared that I'm going to get the coronavirus and die. So here, validation is key. My response as a parent would be, I hear you and understand why you're scared. 
You've never experienced something like this, and it makes sense that you feel this way. Right now, you are safe. That's great. Let's do another. What about parents that are working from home, managing a cancer diagnosis, and trying to parent? I'll be the child again. Why won't you play Uno with me again? I'm bored and you don't want to play with me anymore. Again, we're working with validation as the main skill. So my response as a parent would be, I know how fun it can be to play games and I know that it's hard to be inside most of the day. It must be tough having me home, but since I'm working in my office, we can't spend the amount of time playing that you'd like. Can we set aside a special time after dinner to play together again? Right. I love that. Using language that helps validate how they're feeling is useful. The goal is a line of open communication, which can also lead to emotional relief. Speaking of open communication, should parents continue to update their children if their cancer treatment is impacted by COVID-19? The short answer is yes. The long answer is that children respond to both verbal and nonverbal cues. So being open and honest is important, even if that means relaying disappointing information like having to postpone or delay a treatment. Continue to assure your child that your doctors are doing their job to care for you in the best way that they know how. Sure, that makes sense. We know that children function well with routine and structure. Do you have any other suggestions on how to maintain normalcy despite what is going on right now? It's important to create routines that can be stuck to. That means consistent wake-up and bedtimes, encouraging, quote-unquote, normal activities, such as attending a dance class on Zoom. Include your children in creating a daily or even weekly schedule. Giving them input can help them feel in control. So this could mean having them pick certain hours of the day for creative or physical activity, or having them choose a time in the afternoon to read and play a game. Remember, everyone's schedule will look a little bit different, as no two families are exactly the same. So if you aren't the color-coded calendar type of family, that's okay, I promise. Create a schedule that works best for you and for your children. Definitely, I agree. What about ways to promote self-care and overall well-being? Honestly, I think it's a combination of all the things that we've discussed so far. Remember, now is the time to get creative in terms of how to connect with children. Model good coping skills, engage in a new activity like taking a virtual field trip or watching a Broadway show from home. Help them connect to friends and family via virtual and video platforms. Instead of focusing on the unknown, try to shift perspective to what you can control. Helping children understand that this is temporary is a really good place to start. Anxiety often distorts our thinking, so it's really important to try to combat that distortion by checking the facts. First, ask yourself, What's most likely to happen? Second, what evidence do I have for this worry? This can help shift your thinking and allow you to take a step back from catastrophizing. Those are great suggestions. Any remaining tips for parents out there listening? Just remember that there will be times in which you or your child will feel completely overwhelmed. One of our themes in this mini-series is managing feelings of stress and anxiety through the use of mindfulness. So I just wanted to end with a quick exercise that can be helpful for children and adults when feeling this way. So if we can just take a moment, and if you feel comfortable, close your eyes or just let your gaze soften. Take a moment to feel your breath as you inhale slowly and exhale. Now, 
Continue to breathe as you picture your happy place. This can be real, someplace that you know, or imagined, someplace you wish you could be. Let's use the five senses. What do you see? What do you smell? What do you hear? What can you touch? What do you taste? Focus on each of the senses as you drop your shoulders and release tension from your jaw, your neck, and your back. Keep picturing your happy place as you breathe in and out. In and out. When you are ready, open your eyes and come back to the present moment. I just want to thank all of you for joining us today. That was great. Thank you, Sarah, for leading us in that exercise. And thank you all for listening. And if you've enjoyed this exercise, make sure to listen to our next episode, where we'll walk you through three different breathing techniques to help keep you calm and centered. Thanks for listening to Cancer Out Loud, the Cancer Care Podcast. Cancer Care is the leading national nonprofit organization providing free professional support services, including counseling, support groups, educational resources, and financial assistance to anyone affected by cancer. You can visit us online at cancercare.org or call our toll-free hope line at 800-813-HOPE. That's 800-813-4673 to speak with a master's prepared oncology social worker.